This is Trice Talk, Sunday night, July the 25th, 2021, and I'm Donald Wayne. And I'm Dennis Lee. How are you this evening, sir? I'm chipper. How about yourself? Chipper? Chipper? Well, I don't know if I'm chipper, but I'm fairly meddling. Oh, there you go. That's close, I think. It's... It's somewhere in the realm of <laughs> doing okay. I'm breathing and I'm moving, so it's a good thing. It wasn't a bad day here in Georgia. Hot, but, you know, hey, it is the end of July, right? Yeah, I wasn't looking for things to do outside, that's for sure. <laughs> well, at least we haven't had any of those uh, heat advisory warnings. Uh, at least they don't show up on my... Uh, on my little weather map. Uh, they had some in Mississippi, I think, was the closest that I saw. Well, we had to have gotten close today. I think I, I registered 95 degrees. Uh, okay. Well, I didn't actually stick my head out the door till about uh, uh, 6.45 or something like that. So. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I ventured out and ran errands around... A little after twelve, so it was yeah. full full throttle at that point. Well, you know, we could be out west. I mean, I think I saw just a little while ago it was like a hundred and one somewhere in in Montana around oh, yeah. Bill- yeah. Billings or something like that. I mean, I yeah. never. It's it's fifty something degrees in in the northern tip of Alaska. So maybe maybe there is a little global warming, or maybe I've just never paid attention to the temperatures in Alaska before in yeah, the summertime. I mean, everything is um, being uh, amplified, you know, these past couple of years. So, but still, no no uh, serious tropical storms or hurricanes going on in the uh, Atlantic for for us. So that's a good well, thing. Yeah, that's weird though because they. They have upped the ante on the number of storms, so it, it must be getting ready to bust loose here, and uh, you know, from August through October. So, really, 
What the the odds are going up for the storms? Well, is what they're saying? They, they've added a few more storms than they originally predicted. Oh. Hmm. Well, let's hope they're wrong. Yeah, they got, I mean, you only have to be fit, you know half right to be a <laughs> any, you know working with the weather anyway. So I know there's a lot of science that goes into it, but um, you know it's one of the few jobs where you only have to be half right to still keep it. Well, it seems like what I've heard in the past is always based on how warm the water temperatures are in the right. Atlantic. And, um, you know, I just, I, I don't have that on my app, so I don't have any idea. But I just, I look every day to see if there's anything coming off the, the uh, western coast of uh, Africa, and I, I don't see anything. And that's usually where we get them. Right. Even though I think the one tropical storm we've had this season came from, uh, down around the Mexico Peninsula, right? So, well, let's hope it's nothing destructive come our way. That's you know, it'd be nice to have a season where you know we don't have millions of people impacted by you know hurricane force winds and right flooding. And of course, we've had a lot of flooding in uh, the southern part of the country just because of all the rain we had been getting up till. I think this is probably the driest week we've had, at least in this area, oh, uh, for the entire month, or at least since the 4th of July. It's been a wet one, that's for sure. <laughs> how high is the mama? I mean, how's high the mama? How high what is your the, mama? No, how high is the... What the... <laughs> Hell is going on down there. I messed this that a, one up. That, I was a family show. Right. I was trying... <laughs> you need to... <laughs> How high is your mama? <laughs> Jeez. No, to... How high is the water mama is what I was trying to get out of my mouth. Good but, uh... Lord. <laughs> Don't you remember that song, Johnny Cash? Uh, no. How high is the water how mama? High, 10 feet and rising? No, no. No, not. <laughs> I think that was probably a Led Zeppelin song. I, I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Oh gosh! Okay, starting early, Donald. Wayne. Like, starting early. Actually, I, how high's your mama? That that's like a question you ask in rehab or something. Yeah, well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh. That's that's funny that you mentioned Led Zeppelin because I was looking at this site today. If if we were doing a Wacky Wednesday, I I found this site that tells you if you have these particular albums in your collection. Uh, you know, you you might might stand to make some money and one of the ones that was on the list was led zeppelin led zeppelin which was the first album they did in 1969 oh my gosh i've got that album you know then it starts talking about well it's got to be one with turquoise lettering turquoise lettering i i I don't know about that i don't don't think mine is in turquoise but they're actually going through this list of Albums, I thought surely I would find one that, you know, it's going to net me, you know, ten or $20,000 and then, then I could retire. But uh, there was <laughs> it's really nothing on my list except for that Led Zeppelin album. And I think I do have one of the Beatles albums, but I doubt seriously if it's in the condition that would net me $125,000. Oh, uh, that's what uh, the Beatles album Yesterday and Today is selling for. But, you know, they've got to be in, in good condition, of course. Right. Or if you've got one that's never been opened, which what would have been the point of buying a record back then and not opening it? But Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
It's the first um, thing you did. Uh, it's not like you were going to plan ahead and say, oh, you know, I bet 40 years down the road, this is going to be worth something. <laughs> Um, well, I I am fortunate to have hung on to these things because many of the albums in my collection are uh, probably the oldest thing is the late fifties. Hmm. There's there's a, a album of, from uh, the musical Oklahoma, if you can believe that, and South Pacific. Actually, I think somebody gave those to me for some reason, and. Um, it's kind of like getting socks for Christmas, but those are probably the two oldest albums that I have and they should probably be in pretty good condition, but I didn't see them on the list, but you know, uh, Prince had an album on there and I don't have any albums by Prince, but it's called the black album, the funk Bible. I don't remember that one, mm. but it came out in 1986. It's worth $42,000. If you've got oh, it in good goodness. condition. But that's not the highest one. Uh, well, I said the Beatles yesterday and today is worth one hundred and twenty-five thousand. But who? Somebody had one. I want to say it was Nirvana, and I didn't. I didn't make a note of it. But I think Nirvana had one that was worth two million dollars. It's nuts. Sex Pistols have an album that uh, says "God Save the Queen." Do you remember that one? I, oh, I don't. Yeah, definitely. It's worth $17,000 there if you've got that $17, one. $17,000? Yeah, Sex Pistols. Yeah. Um, and Bob Dylan has one. That's probably, oh, the Beatles White Album. Now, I, I, I think I have oh. it, or at least I have one of the discs. But, of course, again, it's, it's surely not one I have. Uh, but one of those is can uh, sells for $790,000. The you white start album. Digging through those records, probably. <laughs> yeah, but they've been played so many times. I doubt seriously anybody would. Well, you know, unless you it, can get a quarter of it, that's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, right, that may be. <laughs> yeah, that that may be in my state. Uh, Bob in Dylan state. has one. <laughs> the freewheeling Bob Dylan. Hmm. Nine, not, uh, came out in nineteen sixty three. It was thirty five thousand dollars for that one. So okay. I tell you, okay. I, you know, I, I, you know, I had, I had an old, I had comic books dating back from the fifties, um, you know, um, Archie's and, um, oh gosh, Dennis, the menace, Superman, all those back when comic books, actually you had some story in the comic books, you know, they would be 20 pages thick, you know, but it wasn't, you know, 50% ads and I had a bunch of those and I do not know what happened to them. Maybe somebody in my family realized they were going to be worth something and they, uh, they, uh, took they, control of them. They, they lifted them. <laughs> yeah. And I had baseball cards too. The ones you can oh, get geez. with the bubble gum, baseball, yeah, football a, cards. I've got a bunch of football cards that I, I bought at random garage sales. I've never even gone through them. Um, you should. I've got a whole box full of them. I uh, should, you should do that. Cause there could bought, be that well, one I, in there. I bought them as an investment and I was like, <laughs> well, I'm just going to put them in a box in the closet and then maybe someday something will be worth something. So. Yeah. It's unfortunate that you have to hang on to them, you know, most of your life until they become valuable, unless mm -hmm. something spectacular happens to the person 
who is on your card or or did the album that you have? Well, I, I do have a I do have an unopened pack of Romo cards. So do you? That could be something. Was that double bubble cards? No, no. These were these were name brand legitimate uh, legitimate uh, football cards. So I don't what know. is that? What is it? Sounds like somebody's got a telex running or something. A telex, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so I thought that was. I I got excited for a while. I thought, hey, you know, come up with enough uh, album sales here that uh, could finance a, a a big move for Trice Talk. But so yeah, far, yeah. I don't see anything that promising. It's always that possibility. Yeah, I'll just. I didn't get to finish the list. It's it's rather long, but uh, I mean, when I got in there and saw Nirvana for as much money as that was selling, I'm like, really? That must have been a very popular album when it came out. God yeah, save the I, Queen. God save the Queen. Well, I can I can see that one being a a good one. You know, punk's coming back around, so um, that's that's interesting. It's it's um. Uh, you know, and I actually have some old stamps. I think, did I say once before that I have a couple of, you know, I found my old uh, coin collection, although I didn't do very well with it growing up. You know, I, uh, my uncle gave me uh, one for pennies and quarters and nickels. Okay. And unfortunately, so many times in my youth, I was hard up for money to go buy comic books or something. And I would end up popping the coins out of there. So there's only a few left, but there's actually a couple of pennies uh, from the early 1900. I think one of them is 1901 or 1905, 1908. So, hey, if if somebody hangs on to them for another 100 years, they might be worth something. Well, I remember an uncle of mine, he, he gave me a stamp collecting album and um, uh, an album to collect quarters from uh, the different states, I think, or maybe it was just collecting. I don't know what it was. But, yeah, you, know, you tried to get me to do that. Uh, the stamp thing was kind of weird. Um, yeah. I actually, yeah, I have a stamp collection, to, or what's left yeah. of it. Yeah, and it was, it was a big thing back in the uh, 60s because you could buy bags of stamps for, like, $2 from all around the world. Uh. And then there's some of them that are very rare. It's just like one of those things, just like potluck. You may find one or two in there that got in there inadvertently, and they're they're worth a lot. But yeah, I, I still have remnants of my old stamp collection. It's in my uh, memorabilia section. <laughs> it's, huh. but yeah, it's just one of those. Th- I mean, you know, we didn't have video games in the '60s, so stamp collecting and coin collecting and stuff like that was what you did if you weren't out playing sports. So, did you know, Jackie Mason passed away. I saw that. Uh, was it I, yesterday? I, I, I just, you know, he's one of those. I, I didn't know he's still alive. Yeah. I thought he was dead already. Um, <laughs> That's sad when you don't, yeah. you don't know that somebody's still alive, but 93 years old. Uh, I saw that. I, I think it came on last. I saw it flash on the news last night on somebody's show, somebody on Fox. And uh, I, then I, I saw something online talking about uh, 
you wouldn't believe that some of these stars are still alive. Bob Newhart's still alive. Uh, I think I think he's ninety three. Oh my God. poor guy. Well, you know, Betty White, I mean she's a hundred, isn't she? Um and still making was, movies. I thought it was I, I thought she hadn't quite re- maybe she has, but I thought it was she's yeah. ninety eight or ninety nine, but uh, well she's got if she's not a hundred, she's gotta be ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Still making movies. Um but yeah, like I said, Bob Newhart, and he was doing that uh, show about the librarian. I thought that was in in the early two two thousands that he was doing that, but maybe it was in the nineteen nineties. But yeah, he, he in the 90s. yeah he didn't look that old in that show, but hmm. it's it's amazing the ones that are still around. Um. Some of them look better than others. Some of them have taken uh, better care true. of themselves. True. Sometimes it's in the jeans, and I'm not talking about the ones you wear. I'm t- That's right. <laughs> I'm That's talking right. about the ones that are inside you. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Oh Lord. Uh, I don't know. Have you watched any of the Olympics? Yes, I have been actually. You know, have speaking you? since you brought that up, did you know? Um, the, 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 some of the athletes, uh, actually mainly the women actually use butt glue. Did you know that Donald Moore? Scandalous. Only you would come up with something like that. Well, well they do is, um, uh, uh, butt uh, it's, glue. It's, yeah. They use it as, uh, um, it's what they, it's what they use to wear their, um, their uh, leotards don't rise up in their crack. So they use it so they have an even posterior the whole time they're, you know, jumping and flailing around and all that stuff they do. So I yeah. never knew that was necessary. Yeah, I just figured. <laughs> nope. I thought nope. that was, uh, I, I didn't think, you know, little people or slim <laughs> people had that issue. I just no, thought it's, of- a, it's a product called Tough Skin, T U F Skin. Mm-hmm. And they've been uh, using it for a while now, the gym, gymnast uh, specifically. But, yeah, they coat their derriere, uh, kind of roll it on their butt, and um, it adheres their leotard to their arse. Mm. So well, you see someone that's doing all that flipping and crotching and swinging and still doesn't have a wedgie, then they probably got butt glue. Well, I, I know some plumbers that need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've That's seen right. far too much. Of yeah. Some plumbers and, and some right. maintenance men over the years. Well, you know, I've been accused of pulling the moon out during the day myself. <laughs> so probably could use some of that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised uh, at the controversy over the... Uh, the women's volleyball team, you know, and wearing those bikinis, uh, that, uh, that they got fined or they got reprimanded or something, or uh, because they they wore shorts instead of. First of all, I, I I thought a long time ago I was surprised that some feminist group didn't didn't attack them about that, you know, making an issue because uh, you you look at the little bikinis that they wanted them to wear, they expect right. them to wear. I mean, come on. That's not necessary for that game. So no, no. if they want to wear it, that's fine. But to force the women to wear those things, 
Uh, yeah, I'm surprised a bunch of lawyers didn't get in on that a long time ago. Right. Uh, so ridiculous. Oh, well, you I, know. I have my own problems with the uh, Olympics for for countries that they let in there that has all these human rights violations. So, you know, um, just doesn't make any sense. No, but you don't hear a lot of people, you know, up in arms about that other than just the other day when, when they were, when they got in trouble about refusing to wear those skimpy little bikinis. I mean, you don't need that to play volleyball. Well, you know, the Russians are in trouble because, you know, they can't, because of that doping scandal they had, they can't use their flag and they can't be called as, um, or as, they can't be called Russia. Um, they have to go by ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee. That's what they have to use <laughs> as their name. That's well, how they punish them. And there's another couple of them that are in that same boat. Um you know, just a bunch of, quite a few countries that they shouldn't have in the Olympics, but you know. Uh, yeah, well, I, China's probably one of them, but China, I think they've got, I think they've got one more gold medal than the United States has so far, but they're saying yeah, that so, the yeah. United States isn't faring that well medal wise, but yet they're number two and, and medal winnings. They say the, um, the viewership is already down about 30. It's a 33 year low and it's down about 30, 31%, 33%, something like that. Well, they've over got NBC the last one airing it and they need to have it on Fox, you know, <laughs> um, just Fox is a little more lively than NBC. I'm sorry. Um, and then, you know, it's just, uh, the majority of what they're showing has all been swimming and, Every time I turn it on, somebody. And I did watch the basketball today. Did you? Um, yeah, you know the, the the United States couldn't hold up against the French, but then yeah. they did have some <laughs> athletes that showed up like the night before. Um, so you know, there's that. I don't know. Yeah, the for the U.S. to be beat by the French just doesn't sound right to me. And basketball, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just, I was looking at some numbers here It says the Tokyo opener TV audience declined 37% from 2016. Uh, well that year they had 26 and a half million people watched it this year. They only had, uh, I just lost the number 16.7 million viewers this year. So some people are saying it's because a lot of a lot of people aren't staying home and watching a lot of TV right now because they're able to get out after over a year of being confined, you know, or a lot of people are doing that. Well, it's vacation time. I mean, they didn't plan the um, Summer Olympics start very well to plan it around where most families are taking their vacations with summer school break, you know. We should have had it at least when school was back in session. And, uh, you know. Said that they had fewer than a thousand attendees at the Olympic stadium in Tokyo because of the, because of the COVID issues going on in Tokyo right now. <clears throat> yeah. It's, um, you know, all that COVID is starting to ramp back up. They're already talking here about us, um, them to maybe reissue that mask mandate. 
<laughs> so it says. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish that no, thought. No, just just because of the numbers going up. It says NBC for the first time is broadcasting the ceremony live in the morning at starting at 6:55 a.m. Well, that might be part of the problem right there. Well, uh, I was telling the grandbaby yesterday. We were like, it's the first time we watched the opening ceremony. And then I'm like, yeah, this this goes all the way till two in the morning. She's like, all right, we can stay up till no, we no, we're not staying <laughs> up till two in the morning, but, but it runs till two in the morning. But um, yeah, it's um, but it's not it's not that exciting, mainly because there's no crowds. You know, there's no cheering or anything; just a bunch of grunting and splashing around, and you know, it's not exciting to watch. Other than yeah. you cheering on the people that you want to win, you know, I, I there was a little bit of it on uh, Fox. I couldn't get away from it. That's the only reason I saw any of it on Friday night was because it was on Fox for some reason. The opening ceremonies and uh, and I saw them carrying the Olympic flag in, and people were so, for what I could see, was so respectful of the Olympic flag. I, I d- did not show any Americans standing there, but. Uh, that I could see, but that's, well, that's the, the extent ceremony. Everybody was there at the party walking in and they, you know, they had the entrances for entrance. Um, they had the opening ceremony where all the different countries would make their entrance into the stadium and the U S they're still on a bus. They keep showing them on the bus. So they're still on their way. Like, come on people, <laughs> you know, and they're just kind of, lumbering along off of the bus and it's, it's like and everybody had their cell phones out when they're walking into the stadium when they're when they're actually going into this event you know you're you're representing your country and they've got their cell phones out doing selfies and shit i mean what 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 is uh well it's because we turn it into we, we've lost respect for i mean what's the, what's the point everybody's into it to take take pictures and take videos so they can post it. And, uh, it's just, you know, we've lost control. They're, they're ruining, you know, traditions and, uh, right. And that'll be part of the decline. I think as, as things just, you know, because the pomp and circumstance of those ceremonies and stuff used to be part of the uh, neat thing about it. Well, this is, is, you know, signaling the, it's another signal of the decline of professional sports as a whole. You know, it hasn't yeah. infected baseball as much just yet, but once it creeps in and starts taking over baseball, then we realistically have no sports to watch without being politically, them trying to politically influence the viewer. And unfortunately, um, we'll probably see that coming to college football too. Yeah, I'm thinking we might get one more season out of college, and then you know, with with the uh, all the talk about uh, allowing the uh, the college uh, players to to profit off their names and stuff. They're going to monetize it to the point. And I'm not going to, I don't want to get in it tonight about whether or not it's even fair. There, there are certainly arguments about how much money these universities make off of these college kids, but it's just, you know, it's, 
if they get to the point that they start acting like the NFL, then they're going to lose. They're going to lose audiences, um, even though college uh, college teams tend to have uh, more loyal, you know, supporters. Just because a lot of people went to these colleges and they say, "Oh, yeah, they're they're going for their team." Right. But, uh, it's they're they're going to. They said it on. They were talking about that about ten or fifteen minutes the other night on Gutfeld, I believe, and talking about uh, how we've ruined sports and sports used to be something people look forward to. And it was a unifying thing in, in our country because no matter where you're from, you know, how much money your family had, who you are, what color you were when you were playing on a team, everybody was playing together, you know, for the team. And it's, it's, it's not that way anymore. There's so many problems. So, Hey, Time will tell. This is true. Uh, it'll give personally. It's going to. I'm freeing up my Sundays, and now now all I have to worry about is Saturdays, and uh, give me more time to work on podcasts. So what can I say? I can't complain. And I always have you to tell me how the Cowboys did, so it'd be all right. This uh, I'm sorry. This guy is losing his mind at the Olympics and kicking stuff around and throwing stuff and cursing. You got, you got something on? Or are you watching something on? Uh, it's, it's just I, I keep the, you know, the information, the news going on in the background and it's showing this guy at the swimming event losing his mind. So apparently they're hopped up on drugs too. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on I, that. I kind of have one more thing about the Olympics. Time. Personally, I'm I'm more of a fan of the winner. <laughs> Do what? You you hit a you hit the twilight zone. You went. What'd you say? What? <laughs> are you there? <laughs> oh, <God>. oh <laughs> you hear me? Oh my! What's that? Are it's, you there, Donald? Blaine? It's so hard not to say things that I don't. I heard, didn't want to well, say. All I heard was. I know that's, that's that's the way the last thing you said came across, and I couldn't yeah. really tell what you said. Something about valuable time. Uh, I think we're being probed. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I uh, I don't feel anything, but yeah, I, I like the Winter Olympics. I prefer the. I love the the skiing, the ski, uh, the slalom, and the, the that's, jumps. That's slalom. The slalom. I like you know the single <laughs> ski. I, I like to be. I, I like I like some slalom. <laughs> <laughs> the ice always, skating. He was always so slalom. Yeah, and a so little bit slalom. of hockey. I like a little hockey uh, here and there. Yeah. Well, you know, I was. Uh, you know, we watched some of the. Uh, um, some of the volleyball. I thought it was weird that they had volleyball in the court, and then they had the sand volleyball. Um, so that was, and I tried to catch some of the table tennis, which I still find is you know always found amazing that that was an Olympic sport. And well, it's probably because, uh, well, I don't know. It 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 had been for some time, hadn't it? It's just it one has. of those. And you young ones, it's not because Forrest Gump came out with it. it no, it was uh, it was on way before. 
but it is difficult. I mean, for people, some of these people can stand, you know, 20 feet back from the tennis table and and play. And, uh, I I mean, if you've ever tried to slap your balls that are that small (laughs) across the table, well, as fast as they are, I mean, that's a, that's, that's an amazing feat. I really do like table tennis, but I, I, I do too. I, I can't keep up with the ball. My eyes don't move fast as they used to. No, so it's, you it's almost hard have to, to be in a in a room that there's nothing else but the the table and your balls and the two people who are playing. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's always helpful to have everything in the in the room with you. That's for sure. Oh goodness! <laughs> All right. Well, I. I'm not going to talk any more about the Olympics because now we're talking about things that just could lead us down a dark alley. So, um, on a cold night, what, what you got on your mind, (laughs) what you got on your mind. (laughs) Oh boy. Um, so I ran into a story about a, a man who used, um, artificial intelligence to bring back his deceased fiance and not the way that you think um that's a story from business insider and um uh by margot mccall but um so basically um a joshua barbeau's fiance passed away um but he still spoke to her for months or rather he spoke to a chat bot program to sound exactly like his deceased fiance. Um, so this is a story that originally was in the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, Barbeau detailed how Project December, that's a software that uses artificial intelligence technology to create hyper-realistic chatbots. And they recreated the experience of speaking t- with his late fiance. Now that just, you know, is a little creepy. But all he had to do was plug in old messages and give some background information, and suddenly the model could emulate his partner with stunning accuracy. Um, That's a little freaky. Yeah, it may sound, you know, uh, they said it may sound like a miracle or a Black Mirror episode, if you've ever seen that show. Yeah, I've I've seen that a few times. Uh, But the AI creators warned that the same technology could be used to fuel mass misinformation campaigns. As you've seen, like, the the videos where you could take a video of somebody and then superimpose something that they never even said over the top of it. I forget what they're calling that now, but there's a lot of that going on. It's it's kind of the same technology. they said it's powered by GPT-3, an AI model designed by, hello, the Elon Musk-backed research group, OpenAI. The of ones course. That are putting chips in people's brains. Um, by consuming massive data sets of human-created text, GPT-3 can imitate human writing, producing everything from academic papers to letters from former lovers. Um, but you can imagine what kind of Pandora's box that would open up. Say, you know, um, uh, AI mimics that individual and gets into financial information and just all kinds of sensitive information uh, that you could get into without being in front of somebody. 
Or you could use that same technology in this age of webinars or, or, or you know, or, or Zoom and stuff like that, that you could use that technology to communicate with somebody and uh, pass it off as a real thing. Uh, I, I think it's kind of scary personally, but I do too. That's, you that's know, disturbing. people are going to do stuff like that because they yeah. can and there'll right. be money in it. Yep. Yep. That's what this uh, article is alluding to, to be on the watch for that. Oh, I, mean, I can get it that you lose a loved one. Of course you, you do anything to be able to talk to them, but whew, that'd be some torture right there. I, 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 yeah, I think that would be too freaky for me. Yeah. To be, um, yeah. To carry on a conversation, you know, once they're gone and then knowing that some artificial intelligence thing is creating the responses, you know, based on a memory chip or something. I, I just, you know, but I'm sure there's people that that wouldn't bother just for them to be able to to hear the I don't know I don't know if they can create it in, in an original voice or whatever but uh, just sounds a little freaky well, to me yeah and, and it could be freaky conversation I don't know I'm not judging anybody no uh, maybe he just was ready to continue um, you know but that yeah geez watch out for that like we don't have enough of that going on already <laughs> Well, then, then they'll create, you know, they'll they'll create uh, uh, robots, AI robots that look and sound like people that oh, you've they lost. Already, they, they already have those that look like like you're they, they long lost. Them, they can yeah. make them look like them, yes. But they're 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 producing those are mainly being done for, and that's, uh, I think, by Hanson Robotics. Um, they're, re- they're producing those for people so that are all by themselves, so to, to treat uh, loneliness and um, depression and stuff like that. They have a companion that you can you can buy. <laughs> I don't know what kind of money that is, but well, the I've, next seen thing- that, I've seen that movie, uh, Ex Machina. Um, so. <laughs> well, they, they can make a fortune out of that. And then, you know, these people that really have a hard time getting along with anybody, they can uh, take these as their soulmate and not have to uh, inflict, <laughs> inflict their personalities on, on yeah. real human beings. Well, you, hold, you heard old Larry got electrocuted. He didn't read the instructions. <laughs> he was always bad at that, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, not to be used in the shower, Larry. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> But yeah, that's all I had on that. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, I actually saw a movie uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was had the old uh, Huxtable mom in there. I can't think of her name. That used to, uh, you know, she was uh, Doctor Huxtable's wife. Um, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. Bill I've Cosby's wife. That. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And where this guy died. Or, or he, yep. wasn't, he wasn't dead, but he's brain dead. Right. And this this mom, this scientist, took her yeah. her son's stored memory and put yeah. it into him, and thinking that you know that she could get him back. That was a yeah, weird saw, story. It was a weird movie. That was weird. 
But, but uh, yeah, it wasn't horrible, but it was it was a little cheesy. Oh well, if you want to, if you, uh, if you want to see one that's freaky, have you seen Red Blood Sky? Oh no, I want to watch that. I haven't seen that yet. Okay, well, we watched that yesterday. One yeah. in one of our marathons. Pretty freaky. I'm thinking, yeah, because it says it's a terrorist. It says it's a terrorist movie. It's freaky right. terrorist movie. So yeah, yeah well, it's, it's probably the, the, up your alley. About the airplane, uh, the airplane flight, and all that stuff. Uh, like yeah, they're they're, the they're yeah, on. Okay, okay. All right, I don't want to tell you about it, but yeah, watch it. It's right up your alley. Let okay. me know what you think. <laughs> uh, gratuitous violence and all that. Kind of uh, stuff. Well, it says gore, okay. and I made the mistake of thinking the first thing that I saw that oh well okay that's why it has the gore rating. No. You know what's funny now in some of these movies on Netflix? They have smoking listed up there along with gore and sex. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> well, I'm finishing up. I re I rewatched Breaking Bad because I watched that El Camino movie that came out. Yeah. And um, Better Call Saul. Yeah. So I'm almost at the end of that. And, and we make fun of it every time it comes on. It says up there. Drug use, something else, uh, maybe sex, um, yeah, and then smoke, a uh, gore, and then smoking, yeah. Every time <laughs> I'm like, really? I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't think, I just, I don't understand that. Hmm. And that's got to have been in in the last couple of years or so that they've started doing that. And it's like, I mean, after the gore, I, the smoking part's really not going to bother you, I don't think. But hey. Uh, yeah, they said F you like five times in three seconds and blew somebody's head off and yeah. then lit a cigarette. I don't think that's really <laughs> going to bother me. If, yeah. if you think that's what's going to influence yeah. a young mind. <laughs> I don't know what moron put that sticker on there. But yeah, you need, you need to watch that Red Blood Sky. Um, it, it's right up your alley. And it certainly okay. wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Well, I've I'll already put it on the list now. I'll push it up to the top. Yeah, so. yeah, push it on up there because I'll be interested to hear your comments on that one. Okay, um, okay so uh, in the uh, Epic Times, there was an article today that um, says that the U.S. won't investigate governors who ordered nursing homes to accept COVID-positive residents, uh, mainly last year. But, you know, there was this big... Uh, push to, uh, you know, they're going after Governor Cuomo about it, but there was also some other governors in Democrat states, control uh, Democrat governors in states that uh, did the same thing. But the, the Department of Justice has decided they're not going to go after them for that. And it says any of the Democrat governors, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't say there, I don't know if there are any Republican governors that did that. But um, it says, based on their review, they're not opening Civil Rights of Institutionalized Persons Act. I didn't even know they had an act like that. Mm-hmm. Investigations in the first three states, uh, the assistant attorney general told Steve Calise, Scalise <clears throat> of uh, Louisiana in a letter on July the 23rd, that act would enable the attorney general to initiate a case in court against a state or local government or its employees or agents when officials suspect or find that people and institutions owned or run by such a government 
have had their rights denied. But uh, says uh, says they opened up the probe. Hmm. They opened a probe in October 2020, but um, you know they haven't they haven't decided. Oh, this is about Governor Phil Murphy in New Jersey, so they're still thinking about him. Uh, Scalise, uh, Steve Scalise from uh, Louisiana says, it's it's outrageous that the Department of Justice refuses to investigate the deadly must-admit orders issued by governors in New York, Pennsylvania, Michigan that resulted in the deaths of thousands of senior citizens. Where is the justice for nursing home victims and their grieving families? He said in a statement, these deadly orders contradicted the CDC's guidance and needlessly endangered the most vulnerable among us to deadly COVID-19. It says CDC issued guidance in March of 2020 before the orders from the governors were released um, and said that positive COVID patients could be released from health care facilities to long-term care facilities But if they did, the facilities should be equipped with adequate personal protective equipment, supplies, and be uh, have the ability to adhere to infection prevention uh, and the control recommendations by uh, the CDC. Preferably, the patient would be placed at a facility that already has cared for COVID nineteen cases. Um, But that was the main guidance from the CDC. Uh, Several groups have sued, uh, especially Governor Cuomo, but um, it looks like the Department of Justice is not going to get involved in that. So they're probably not going to go anywhere. Isn't it amazing? I don't, I mean, if you can think of something here after I say this, let me know. But can you name an instance where anybody with a D by their name has gotten in trouble for doing stuff that any Republican would have already gone to jail for. I mean, it seems like nothing sticks to these people. They never get in trouble for anything. No. Nothing. I mean, Hunter Biden, he gets in trouble for nothing. Yet, uh, uh, you know, there's there's several Republicans that they've, they've uh, gone after. And I forgot the name of the last gentleman they just put in jail. They, the FBI took custody of him. Uh, and he was... Um, Someone in the Trump organization, somebody fairly high up. But there, it looks like now that doesn't mean that Governor Cuomo is going to get away with it because they could still do something in the state of New York. But the federal government's not going to help out. Well, isn't that a surprise? Guess who's controlling the country right now? So uh, that's disappointing to a lot of people that lost their their parents or other loved ones in these nursing homes where these COVID patients were released. Now, as you know, we have a, a person in our family uh, up the road a piece that uh, works in one of those facilities. It's an, right. I, I think it's more of an extended care than it is a nursing home because it's not a long-term place, but right. you know, they would not accept COVID people. Uh, anybody that had COVID was not allowed to come into that facility because all of those people were trying to recover from either operations or in, in some cases they were, you know, uh, I think maybe end of life situations, but 
they would not accept anybody with COVID patients. And, you know, it's, it just doesn't make sense that nobody's going to be in trouble for that. But uh, there should be a lot of people upset. And that's all I have on that one. Well, since we're we're talking about that, then that definitely uh, opens up my little story from the Washington Examiner about the Cuomo impeachment. Um, so the leader of the New York State Assembly's impeachment investigation into Governor Andrew Cuomo is warning of severe repercussions after a senior aide to the governor tweeted alleged attempts to demean the attorney general. Um, a, t- a tweet from senior Cuomo aide Richard Azapardi um, discussing attorney general uh, Leti- Leticia Latina. <laughs> Letitia James's potential political ambition served to undermine her investigation into Cuomo and send profoundly negative signals to the witnesses. So, um, you know, they're already, uh, you know, looking at uh, possible witness tampering, maybe. Uh, Levine's letter said uh, he warned Cuomo's office in a March 15 written notice and so sensitive a matter, it is both obvious and imperative that neither you nor anyone associated with you engage in intimidation, retaliation, or any attempt at intimidation or retaliation against any complainant or potential witness. Oh, I can't see Cuomo's organization doing that. No. Um, so it is therefore difficult for me to comprehend your communications director tweeting that Attorney General James, whose office is conducting a parallel investigation, says she may run against the governor, Levine wrote Wednesday, saying as a party's tweet sends a chilling signal to any potential witnesses and may merit severe repercussions. Um, You know, anything tied to Cuomo just, you know, in the beginning, in, in the beginning of all this COVID stuff, I was like, yeah, this guy might be all right. Um, you know, he, he seemed to be playing ball, and and then he just turned, he just turned into what everybody thought he would be, um, just hiding all this stuff in the closet. Then lets his idiot brother come on there and do interviews, and you know, taking up all the valuable airtime with their rants back and forth, talking about his brother's hallucinogenic state in his basement. Um, what? What yeah. was that? <laughs> yeah, he said that, uh, you don't remember when he was uh, uh, interviewed or when his brother came on there from his basement and uh, was talking about his fever, had him hallucinating and all that stuff. I don't remember that. I probably yeah. had stopped watching it by then. Yeah, yeah, it was almost that you couldn't just, you couldn't, you could not look. It was almost like, you know, watching... Uh, a car wreck and unfortunately you're just like oh no um but you can't look away just so yeah the the governor cuomo is definitely in some hot water i mean with all you know the the um all the senior facilities that had the same issues for what you were talking about uh there in the last article um there was a whole lot of that going on up there in new york Oh, 
based on that review, the, they said we haven't we have decided not to open a civil rights of Institution Persons Act investigation of any public nursing facility within New York, Pennsylvania, or Michigan at this time. Uh, the department wrote the House Majority Whip Steve Scalise. Um, so despite facing pressure from with his own party to resign, Cuomo has refused to step down, saying the acquisitions, acquisitions, accusations against him are <laughs> false. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he acquired something. He has signaled that he plans to run for a fourth term, the idiot hosting a $10,000 per person fundraiser last month, which he raised more than $1 million towards his reelection efforts. So well, he probably has people in his pocket. Oh yeah. In his pocket. Up his butt. Yeah. They're probably using some of that butt spray themselves. Well, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh. He's got a he's got a lot going on there. I tell you what, New Yorkers, go ahead and elect him for a for a fourth term, and you'll have even more people fleeing out of your state. Where do you think all those tax dollars are going to come from? With the um, you know, when when the people actually keep going out of your state in droves, so better start well, making it more attractive for people to stay. I, I just with, you know, and I know he deserves his day in court for all the accusations of the women, because we know how that has worked in the last several years in this country. Right, right, right. But it's hard to believe that something of that doesn't stick, you know, because we've seen pictures of him, you know, hugging women and touching and stuff, you know, just almost like our commander in chief. And uh, it doesn't seem to matter to anybody that, you know, at least it doesn't matter to the liberals. It doesn't matter to anybody on the left. Uh, It's what they're doing is they're sending a signal. Really, people should be paying attention. If you're a Democrat, if you're a liberal, you support the right people in this country. You can do just about anything you want and nobody's going to bother you. I mean, they may ruffle some feathers and try to act like they're going to shake things up. And the next thing you know, it disappears. Yeah. I mean, nothing that they brought up about Donald Trump didn't, it ran for four years. And uh, this stuff with Cuomo really has been short lived compared to anything that would come out about a, um, a Republican. So, right. I, I just, I, I find it hard to believe. And now you say that he's, he's, talking about running again for for a fourth term yeah if they i mean first question be why why would you even want it how could he even stick his face out in public anymore although thanks to cnn and msnbc last year uh they thought he was a saint you know they thought he he was presidential more presidential than the than Mm -hmm. trump because of the way he conducted his his uh uh, daily briefings, I guess it was. Right. Uh, and I'll admit in the beginning, when I first saw him, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I thought, well, this, this is, this is pretty good. I mean, it's organized, it's informational, you know, it's, it's pretty good. But then it, it got to become a show. You could tell after a few weeks, it was becoming all about Cuomo and not, not really about, 
you know, being a public service. Right. Yeah, I thought that was uh, interesting. See what happens with that. Well, they might as well go ahead and reelect that that idiot mayor of New York City. Then, well, although I, I don't mean, think he's running again. Oh, is uh, he not? I don't think he's. No, I don't think he's running Probably for reelection. Probably be a wise decision to do so. De Blasio, I just, I, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's would be very supportive of him, but they should be supportive of Cuomo. Should be. All right. Um, a story from thehill.com by Nolan Rappaport. That sounds like a very familiar name. Uh, it says that most Americans think the surge of illegal border crossings is a crisis, even though we can't get the people in the Biden administration to admit that. Uh, I saw a story, I think it was last night, last week, just in one week's time, they had 20,000 people they had to deal with trying to cross the border illegally down there in, um, oh gosh, uh, what's the name of the little Texas town? Um, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's the one that they go to a lot. But anyway, 20,000 people in one week they they captured coming across the border. They showed a clip last night of a car chase. They were chasing uh, some, uh, uh, I guess they were people runners. They were uh, trying to get away. People runners. Yeah, you know, they, they bring people, illegals into the country, and then they're trying oh, to yeah. run them further traffickers. in. Yeah, traffickers. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they weren't physically running the people down the desert. But, yeah, and they, they had a car chase, and there was gunfire and stuff. So it's, it's I, I, these poor people, I see more and more stories of, of ranchers, and I never really realized how many people had property all the way up to the uh, to the uh, U.S.-Mexican border. But uh, they're up in arms about all of the destruction, and they're actually uh, bringing a suit against the federal government. Uh, they want uh, they want. Uh, reparations for all the damages that have been done to their properties. They're talking about cut fences. Uh, they've stolen vehicles. They've uh, set fire to things on their property. Um, they've, they've killed livestock, Jeez. stolen horses and stuff like that. I mean, this stuff is going on all the time, according to these people that live on the border. And uh, it's, it's, just the mass number. So we've hit, I, I think I said earlier last week, we were about approaching 800,000 illegals so far this year. Well, as of this last week, we hit 1 million illegal crossings. Now, I did read an article today that said um, the numbers are skewed a little bit because some of the people that were captured were put back over into Mexico, but then they end up getting caught again. And uh, so they're, they're saying, well, you really shouldn't be counting them. Well, no, if you keep coming back, that's a number, <laughs> you know, if you keep trying, that's a number. 
if we've taken you out of the country. But anyway, uh, you know, that is this a border crisis? That question has been asked to uh, Saki several times in press conferences. They've also asked that uh, Department of, uh, was it Department of DHS Secretary uh, Alejandro Mayorkas? Oh. He says he says there isn't a border crisis, but the numbers indicate that they are Mayorkas. So get with the program. It says illegal border crossings have reached a twenty-year high. It's uh, in the four months before Biden took office, illegal crossings averaged about seventy thousand a month. Even that number is nuts, if you ask me. 70,000 people trying to break in here last year. Uh, I mean, last few months of the year. Uh, the number rose to 97,640 in February, the first full month of Biden's presidency. It rose to 169,204 in March and to 173,686 in April. And in May, it was 172,000 people crossing the border illegally. I mean, where are all these people going, Dennis Lee? Where are they going? What are they doing with them? What communities are they putting them in? Well, and who's taking know, care of them when they get there? Well, you know, they're, they're, you know they, they brought, they're brought in and they're um, indentured servants in some cases or um, you know, they're, they're running, you know, they're running, uh, any, some kind of illicit operation or, or they're just coming in here and, and working hard to send back as much money as they can before they get popped. But what jobs yeah. are they going to get? I mean, you know, you're oh, kind of, but you're, yeah, but you're limited to the types of jobs that you can get if you're sure illegal, you're, but you're I working. Mean, and you are, but if you're doing that, then you're working probably three or four of the same type of jobs while you're there at the same time. I mean, you're going from one place and then you're, that shifts over, you're going right to the next one. You're making little, because I've, I've known some of these individuals and they're not all bad people. They look, no. they come from a, they've come from a very messed up, uh, you know, country uh, where the, the, politics are very corrupt and a person can say well why don't you change it but how do you change a corrupt government um when they back the military um you know they're gonna gonna need help from somebody to change that but then again the majority of the people gotta want to change it too so I, i don't know there's i don't think there's a perfect answer and i think we're going to continue to have that influx Especially now, I mean, you know, they were tearing down border walls. They're probably like, "Oh yeah, Biden's in here. It's going to be really easy for us to get in, um, and then we can do what we want." And I heard they're giving out free checks to everybody. Let's go. Yeah, and they know that they'll get free medical care and everything else that they need to get in here. So, and all those women that are coming across pregnant, who do you think's going to be paying for the? Uh, you know, for the care and, and then and for them to be in the hospital and give birth, who do you think is going to be footing that bill? 
Oh yeah, and I, and I get. I mean, that. you and, can look uh, at the humanitarian side of it. There's always going to be that argument, and there's always going to be uh, an issue like what can be done about that reasonably without having all of those people become burdens for the American taxpayers. And you can say, well, yeah, a lot of these people will work, but they'll work in the shadow market. They'll work in the, you know, uh, the jobs. They don't really pay income taxes, folks, not unless they have a legal job where they have a social security number, a legal social security number. (laughs) Now, some of them do get illegal social security numbers. They get social security tax taken out and taxes, but they never get to cl- they never get to file a claim because they're illegal and um, you know they, they they can't they can't file their income tax because uh, then they would find out that they're illegal. That's what happened to me if, several years ago when I had these two brothers working for me. They gave me social security cards. Uh, I, I really thought that they were legit until it came time to. Uh, to uh, file taxes, and I told them that I was getting ready to file the taxes and so forth. And miraculously, the next day, they decided they were going to Florida to go to work. Well, you know. And I've been taking out income tax, and I've been taking out, uh, you know, Social Security on them. But uh, you're like, thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I had to match the dad gum Social Security. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, unless – Unless they go to that much trouble, if they have, you know, fake IDs and stuff and fake social security cards, yeah, they may pay taxes. But if they're in the shadow group and they're just working day labor uh, for people and not really being on the books, they don't pay taxes. They pay they may pay, uh, you know, uh, sales tax like all of us do when we go buy something, but. Not, you know, uh, the Democrats tend to want to make people think that all these illegals pay taxes like the rest of us. And that's not true. But uh, you you think we've got a million people now, seven months in, what are we going to have in December? And, and then the Democrats are talking about, you know, amnesty. They want to give amnesty to all the illegals that are in the country up to this point, what in the world are we going to do? Uh, I just, uh, but I did, were you, I don't think you and I did this the other night where I was talking about Texas has now uh, approved the money and they're going to start working on the border wall themselves. Were well, you, I mean, it, and, they, and look, they should, um, they should, you know, that's one thing I was, um, Probably the only thing that I was skeptical on is whether, you know, they should be getting federal funds. Um, There's their state and their border to Mexico. They should be paying for it out of their own budget. You know, Um, so should any other state that borders borders Mexico. Well, if I still living in Texas, I'd be more than happy to. to, uh, Yeah to pay a little more in taxes until they can get the, the wall built. But you know, the, the, the disturbing thing is there's all of that material that is left down there from when, you know, those contractors had already planned on continuing. And, and we saw pictures of those back in January and February, all that material left on the border unused is going to waste and somebody had to pay for 
it, it doesn't make sense that we at least didn't go ahead and, uh, and use up the materials that were there. That just, it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. We're pissing money away and, uh, it doesn't seem to bother anybody, but, uh, yeah, Texas, uh, supposedly uh, I talked about the other night where they're already, they're in the survey mode right now, but they've got the money approved and I forgot how many they're trying to finish that uh, Del Rio is the name of the Texas town. I was trying to think of, uh, they're trying to finish certain important segments of the border wall where they're having problems right now. So, um, yeah, I, I think it should be on the state too. I don't think it should all be the federal government. No. Even though you can see how this problem affects all the other states in the country because they're, they're shipping them to various parts of the country, you know, Florida right. and uh, Georgia and Iowa and Colorado. I mean, they're going everywhere. The funny thing is, I read this article today real quickly. I'll say this, that um, uh, some people in California are complaining because if Texas, you know, if they're able to pull this off and shore up their, their border in completion, um, and Arizona does something of the, the same kind, the uh, same nature, then that'll leave New Mexico and California the most vulnerable parts to cross the border. And uh, California is worried about it because they've already got, they said, too many there now. Such a large part of their population is illegal immigrants from Mexico. So, but yeah, I, I'm hoping Texas uh, keeps it up. But prior, yeah. but if, if, if they lose Republican control in Texas, then it'll stop. It'll stop dead in its tracks. Right. So that's, that's all I've got about that. All righty then. Um, so have you heard about being swatted, Donald Wayne? It doesn't have anything to do with a fly. I've heard about being swatted. Uh, uh, no. Swatted. Yeah, so basically that's when um, a person or people will um, claim that uh, there's a, a dangerous um, situation or whatever at someone's residence, alert the authorities to where they show up heavy-handed. Um and um oh the police sometimes, swat yeah the, and they'll sometimes bust into the house and it causes a lot of chaos and it's a prank so the washington post has an article by timothy bella that a uh, guy refused to give up his twitter handle when he was bullied to do so so because he didn't then he got swatted well he died of a heart attack because of the swatting um so the, the international scheme to obtain a coveted Twitter handle, they said, ended on a sleepy country road, and this was in, in Tennessee. Um, they surrounded the home of Mark Herring and ordered him to come out with his hands up. So they were called out to the address in April of 2020 um, it's because somebody called in a report that a woman had been fatally shot and pipe bombs would go off if the officers arrived. Um so the hours before this happened, 
um, Herring, who's around 60 years old, had his family had been harassed by several people aiming to acquire and then resell lucrative social media handles. I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, <laughs> and so they, they, yeah, they do a bunch of different uh, intimidation methods from phone calls and text messages to false reports of fires and unexpected cash only pizza deliveries at their homes. Uh, wink, wink. But Herring's refusal to give up his at Tennessee Twitter handle. That's what it is. At Tennessee. Federal uh, prosecutor said led police to surrounding his homes with their weapons, uh, his home with their weapons drawn, and caused the computer programmer to suffer a massive heart attack that later killed him. Um, and, and this is crazy. Uh, and it was all triggered by swatting. The individuals wanted his Twitter handle for whatever reason, and they bullied him into doing so, and he wouldn't give in. So there was a SWAT called in. Um, That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, and the guy died um, because they're surrounding his house with guns drawn. You know, <laughs> um, though there's a... They, they've since arrested the swatters and sentencing. Uh, uh, yeah, swatters have been arrested, not these particular swatters, but swatters in other cases have been arrested over the years, um, to especially the cases that have, you know eventually ended in death. Um, so they said um, Fitch, who was 37, recalled how smart her father was in grabbing the at Tennessee handle when he joined Twitter in March 2007. So he's had it for quite some time. Uh, Harry, who loved technology, wanted the Twitter name because he loved his home state of Tennessee, especially the mountains and the University of Tennessee volunteers. Uh, you know, Fitch was always surprised when Harry would tell her about the offers he would get for the handle. Some worth thousands of dollars. So, I mean, you know, of all the things you can come up with, you know, and that, that doesn't cost any money. So for somebody to give you thousands of, if somebody said, I'm going to give you thousands of dollars for such and such Twitter handle or whatever that you did, you took, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to weigh heavily um, on my mind. You, you, well, show me the money. <laughs> how, how long would I have to think about it? That's <laughs> Yeah, really. Um <laughs> Um, I can get I mean, a new one. <laughs> that's just horrible. Uh, that's just it's horrible that the you know prayers out to his family that they had to go through that. But that's um, you know it shows you in the in the world that we live in right now. If somebody wants something, they figure it's their right to get it one way or another. Like all the punks that we see walking in and out of stores with. You know that we talked about last week. You, you brought up and um, just it, we've turned it into this upside down society, to where it really is almost like the Wild West. Oh, it is. Well, that's that's what this country would look like without you know law enforcement presence. You know, with all of its faults and all the things that you know that have happened negatively over the years and and you know let's face it there's been times in this country that 
that there were major segments of police forces in cities like New York and and uh, Los Angeles that had problems with, you know, cops on the take and 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 things that you know they're probably not too proud of. But uh, by and large, you know, without their presence, you know, we're in trouble. I right. mean, they're lawless right now. They're so brave going, running through the streets, shooting at each other. Did you see the recent videos? I mean, yeah. they're, they're almost every night. There's a gun yeah. gunfight. Well, yeah, Chicago's in bad shape. There's, you know, DC's in bad shape. It's, uh, um, uh, Baltimore's in bad shape. Uh, it's, it's just bad. It's bad. Hey, and Biden, you know, uh, Mr. President, these, these people aren't buying their guns at gun shops or gun shows. Yeah. They're, they're not buying them legally. They're not going through background checks. Um, they were showing a video last night of, uh, of somebody's, you know, one of those ring front doorbells uh, video across the street from this house that had a ring doorbell and it showed two guys running through a yard across the street shooting shooting at each other it's i i just i i feel for these people that have to live in those neighborhoods where this stuff goes on um and you know I, I, you know when you live in the suburbs you you feel somewhat isolated from that kind of stuff but there's been many a people who have said if we don't do something about the policing situation if we don't you know kind of ramp things back up to where they need to be you know, that stuff's going to extend out to the suburbs. And uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's insanity to think that we can survive without having a, a strong police force presence in this country. Right. People, you just, you can't, you know, you can't depend on people to do the right thing all the time. I had yeah. somebody pass me the other day. I was coming home from a job. I know this is kind of way off the subject, but it's, it's just the insanity of, of, of people today. I'm going down a, a two-lane road, and there's somebody ahead of me, maybe you know six or eight car lengths ahead. We're doing about 40 miles an hour. I look at my rearview mirror, and there's somebody approaching me fast enough that I was worried they were going to run into the back of me. Right at the last minute, they swerved over, got in the lane next to me, which was the oncoming lane, and passed me and the guy in front of me on a curve and kept going. And he, he was probably doing 70, 80 miles an hour. On this little little road, people are nuts. They're nuts. There's a bunch of freaky nuts out there, and we need police presence to try to get some of these people, not that it would have done any good in that particular case, but it's just the presence of people that either have no common sense or don't care about anybody else. And they just do what they want to do. we got to have something to try to control that the best we can. Well, this is true. That you can be able to go to a restaurant. I, I, you know, I wouldn't go downtown. I mean, I don't go to downtown Atlanta in, anymore anyway. I would no more eat on a, a sidewalk restaurant in downtown Atlanta to save my life. Uh, I would not feel safe. I don't know that I would feel safe going to a, a place like Decatur, which is a community, uh, you know, I don't know what, 15 miles east of Atlanta, more or less, right. over by Emory University. And it's a beautiful area, quaint, 
history, full of history, a lot of outdoor stuff, uh, places you can eat. I just don't know that I could do that in an area where I know crime has been rather high. Right. And that's, it's, a, it's a shame. It's a shame. They're, they're taking our, our ability to, to have a, you know, a reasonably normal life and be able to get outside and, and enjoy the things that we used to be able to enjoy. You never used to think about that stuff. What happened? How did we get to the, that part in our society where these people, they don't care who gets hurt. If they're willing to, to risk shooting children, you know, how many kids have been killed recently? Uh, six years old, four years old, just by these, I don't know what they are. I don't know. It's, some people are saying they're gang members uh, shooting at each other, and they just don't care who they hit. They're kids. Kids killing kids. I get on my soapbox about that. <laughs> it's it's very very frustrating when, especially if you're an old dude and you come from a time when law and order was, you know, uh, fairly consistent. I just remember times where you could walk at night, uh, even in areas there was a. You know, people start, young people started moving into inner Atlanta and some of the old areas of Atlanta because it's quaint. They like the history. They like the convenience of being close to downtown. But I dare say many of them now don't feel that same way because it's not safe anymore. Not safe to get out and jog in your neighborhood because you don't know who's going to drive by and either try to rob you or rape you or whatever because they're not afraid of the law anymore. And they need to be. They need to be. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> God bless uh, them, everyone. That's, that's a subject we could talk about it's, for days. It's, I have a passion for that because, one, I hate thieves. I hate people. I, I just, I hate criminals. I just, I, you know, because they're really... You know, they have no concern about anybody else. I mean, there was a time that criminals, you know, there were some that would rob banks and do certain things, but very seldom did they do things that, that really harmed innocent people. There's no concern about innocent people anymore, or, you know, it, you don't feel like that there is. And uh, it's it's very disturbing that our society is is falling apart and, and liberals just seem to be okay with, uh, they think that you get, uh, what do they want to say? Put social workers out there to answer these calls, domestic disturbance calls and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's going to get worse. And we can't afford private security. except Smith and Wesson. <laughs> Have you got another thought, Dennis Lee, to get me off of this, uh, <laughs> this crime? And, uh, I have lots of thoughts, but I don't know <laughs> lots of thoughts. if I should actually um, speak them out in the open. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I still have faith that 
enough people are fed up with the direction of things. This just in six months or seven months, I guess now, because July is almost over. I have faith that people are starting to stand up and and make themselves counted that they're not going to put up this crap. But we'll know. We'll know next November whether or not we have something to look forward to or not. And if we haven't learned our lesson by then and we don't make real serious efforts to fix this stuff, then uh, the last two years are going to be really bad. Right. In my opinion. Oh, it's just an opinion, by the way. I don't have any facts to back that up. Yeah, Lord help us. <laughs> well, all right. Where's the all? All righty. Do you not hear that noise? Thirsty, you know, what? You not, you not hear that noise? Jeez. I want to make sure you shake the microphone. <laughs> um, I don't know what noise you're talking it's about. It's like, it goes, hmm, hmm. <laughs> you got no. somebody humming over there? No, not yet. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly what you're hearing. I'm not hearing okay. it. No telling what that is. All right, one one quick thing here. Um, was it was it my turn to say something? I mean, I got started on that. I apologize. I uh, I get I'm real passionate about that crap about policing. You go right ahead, Don. Uh, well, it's, I saw this thing today that kind of pissed me off uh, too. Everything pisses me off. Have y'all not figured that out by now? Well, not everything. I do have some joy in my life, but. It says the Biden administration officials signal some Americans may need COVID-19 booster shots. Well, whoop de doo <laughs> Just at the 1st of July, they said, oh, no, we don't really see any reason. There's no evidence that we're going to have to consider booster shots. But now, now, in just a matter of a few weeks, they're, they've decided that that is a very real possibility. Um says the government officials are actively looking into ways to let people who don't have strong immune systems uh, get a get a, a booster shot, more or less. That's what they're saying. It says the push for a third dose of the two authorized messenger RNA-based vaccines, one from Pfizer, which is the one I got. It, which one did you get, Dennis Lee? I got the one from Moderna. Hello. Dennis, well, I, I got the Pfizer and then one from Moderna and a second dose, the single shot from Johnson and Johnson. So um, it says the Delta variant makes up approximately 83% of all new sequenced COVID-19 cases in the United States. And uh, it says there's also anxiety due to the possibility of waning effectiveness of the vaccines. So now they're questioning whether or not some of the vaccines we've already received, if they're going to be strong enough or stay effective long enough to protect us uh, from the the new strains, the the Delta strains. And and then there's some other variants. How much of this shit are we going to have to pump into our bodies? Do what? You know. How much of this are we going to have to pump into our bodies before it's finally going to be good enough? I, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of concerning, and I, I think that people 
I think there's going to be a lot of people that's going to be resistant to getting another one, at least if they're saying we got to get it this year. First of all, if you've gotten two shots and it hasn't protected you, then you probably gave us some crap in the first place. Uh, and we do understand that these things weren't fully tested and they weren't certainly not fully approved by the FDA. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, you could make a case. Well, you know, we really didn't have time to figure out whether they were going to be long-term effective or not. But I think it's, I think it's really concerning that, that, uh, they're, they're coming out so quickly. Uh, I mean, it's only been three months since I've, I got my second of two shots and, and now somebody's saying, but now I did say at the beginning of this article, it said people who have, uh, compromised immune systems are the ones that are most concerned about right now. So, you know, it may be that they're not talking about a large percentage of the population, but, uh, they, they listed people like, uh, some that have had, uh, 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 uh what I want to say, organ transplants, you know, they're going to have problems uh, with compromised immune systems since they have to take these drugs, you know, anti-rejection drugs for their, uh, you know, to to make sure that they don't reject the uh, organs that they've had transplanted in them. So it's not 100% decided yet. They're just setting us up to say it's possible that they're going to recommend that. Um, so I, I think uh, a lot of people are going to be upset if they're told that they're going to have to go back and get a third shot. Now, if they came out and said, folks, you know, this is the kind of virus we're going to, you really need to start considering getting this, getting a shot every year, like you do your flu shot. Then I, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't object to that too much, even though I don't really like the flu shot. But I could live with that. But um, I think it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's a concern. And uh, a lot of people right now don't even trust the, the first shots. So you're definitely not, that's going to make more people be afraid to take it, I think, if, uh, and more resistant to taking the, any vaccination because of that we'll see i got pictures of needles on here and everything said they're looking at granting authorization emergency authorization to allow for boosters (laughs) that's a shame that's a shame all right you got anything else on your agenda there, Dennis Lee? Hello? <laughs> Ground control to Major Tom. If that's what they want to do, <laughs> I don't know. You just kind of come in like a bull in a china shop, don't you? Did you have well, your microphone muted or something? No. No, I no, got it open. You got it open. You're exposed? Open I'm exposed. Well, um. No, I, I I think that about does it. Okay. Alrighty then. Well, let's oh, not well. get so we won't get 
get me on another <laughs> rampage about something. Uh, You're going to stick really. me again? You know, no, I don't know yeah. about that. Uh, oh, this won't hurt a bit. Yeah, I figured it. I figured it was coming. So. Well, you know, I can't help but I know this. This sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's not because it's just a thought that entered my head when I saw this article. You know, these drug companies, no telling how much money. You know, they're not donating this stuff to the federal government. No, they're uh, who's to say that our government's not doing this in some kind of partnership with these drug companies just to continue funneling money, you know, uh, into into well, their pockets. There, there's more money in the you know in the, in the treatment than there is curing any disease. True. Wayne, so you know. Um, I don't know, you know, and even we talked about the monkeypox a couple uh, last week, or I believe yeah, it was, it was last week. I brought up the monkeypox. Now, uh, I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but there's they're saying that the monkeypox is, you know, the um, cases are rising, and that one of the places that this guy stopped um, over at on his trek to Texas from Africa was Atlanta. Oh boy, and. Oddly enough, today, Atlanta city government closed all public pools to the citizens until further notice. Do they say why? So, nope, they would not say why. You think it might be COVID um, related, though, maybe? Could be, yeah, it could be more COVID related than anything I hope it's else, not monkeypox. Um, I, well, I did see a map about the, the monkeypox <laughs> outbreaks, and... Um, they did have a little red dot on Atlanta, so hmm. there's been cases reported in Atlanta already. Jeez. Well. Yeah, let's just put that on the list. That's another reason I don't go into town yeah. there, Wilbur. I, uh, that's right. Um, that's a shame. Well, something else yeah. for us to worry about. Oh, there you go. Anything we can do to help out. Um well, you want me to mention the uh, mentionables there, Donald Wayne? Uh, as long as they're mentionable. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. And make sure to hit that follow button and you'll get updates for future podcasts. And uh, we would greatly appreciate it. You can also follow us on Facebook at Tristalk, where we post all the articles that we use in the show and some pictures and and the podcast as well. Um, and you can get us on Twitter at TristalkWGMoon. You can follow us there. We encourage that also. Um, and you can even email us at Tristalk69PTS at gmail.com and send us any comments about episodes that you've heard or, you know, um, concerns or send pictures. I mean, BP, really. Um, or, you know, just anything that you want to send in there, just keep it legit. And, um, you can also reach us on these other outlets, Spotify, Amazon music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, listen notes and player FM. And, um, we're on every night of the week with mini pods and our show that we do together here on Tristalk. And look, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we love you. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. 
Yes, we, we do appreciate everyone that listens to our podcast, and uh, we hope that you follow us. And uh, actually, yeah, check out our Facebook page because we uh, sometimes uh, the stories that we use, I know here lately I've talked about it when I do mini pods, but there's links on these stories that I'm posting, like I did one last night uh, about Eric Clapton and, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of his name now. But anyway, there's a link on the article that you can listen to a new song by Eric Clapton if you click on that article. So it's kind of neat um, to be able to do that. So check out our Facebook page for sure. And we actually have been picking up some uh, uh, a lot of followers on Twitter here lately for some reason, Dennis Lee. I'm not quite sure uh, what's going on, but uh, uh, I'm I'm thankful. Well, I'm hoping that... You know, the post- huh? The, your, the posts have uh, ramped up and people are reacting yeah. and we're in that kind of environment yeah. right now where people want to be people heard. are we're, we're we picked up probably 40 followers in the last couple of weeks so that's yeah, it's appreciated yeah, yeah we do appreciate it so all right the closing thought for tonight is 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 there a closing thought oh but oh, is, maybe. It, i do have i i do <laughs> I do. Uh, where is it? I'm not sure. Uh, this one, and I usually don't use anybody, uh, a, a TV or a movie personality, but in this one, I kind of liked it. And I like this person in, in the movies that I've seen him in, Tim Robbins, because he plays a, 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 a weird kind of guy, but I'm not real crazy about his politics. But I like this quote, so... Um, you know, he, Tim Robbins is the one that was in uh, uh, Independence. Uh, no, it wasn't Independence Day. War of the Worlds is what I was thinking about. You remember him in that movie? Where he's. Uh, yeah, that was an odd. Yeah, the guy play. in the house and <laughs> was kind of goofy. Yeah. So, anyway, he posted, or this is a, a, a quote from him. It says, If you say, I'm living in America and I have freedom of speech but I choose not to use it because it's going to cost me. Well, you're not living in freedom. You are not free. So I, I that makes sense to me. How can we have freedom of speech when people are afraid to speak freely, which is a problem for those of us who are conservatives, because we seem to get chastised more for saying what we believe than liberals do. But, um, Anyway, that's from old Tim Robbins, and that's probably the only thing I'll ever use from Tim Robbins. So I hope you remember that one. <laughs> All right, Dennis Lee, if you want to uh, get the lights, uh, I'll, I'll see you. Unplug the I'll lamp. S- I'll bring it back. <laughs> I'll see you on Tuesday night. All right. Stay, stay night safe, all. everybody. A little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering out. She was a black hat beauty with big dark eyes. And points on her own, sitting way up high. Way up firm and high. Out past the cornfields when the woods got heavy. Out in the back seat of my 60 Chevy. Working on mysteries without any clues. 
working on a night move trying to make some front page driving news working on a night move in the summertime Some high in the sky, so we were just young and 